Welcome to Mindful Healing and Balance, a space for connection, growth, learning, healing, and creating balance. Unveiling mental health implications in everyday life in a relatable way. Hosted by Chardonnay Rollins. Welcome to my space. Welcome back to Mindful Healing and Balance. I hope you guys are well. I am so, no, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not really going to apologize for the delay in episodes. I'm going to keep it real. We have been adulting. Um, the line expanded into more stores. It was busy. I ended up getting a job in my field, working a nine to five. And I've been working on creating my own balance within my life so that I can come back and do more episodes and of course people were asking for more and I couldn't give them more at the time but you know I've taken August off from the business so I'm able to catch up a bit you know and figure things out with me today I have Chris Shano say hi yo. okay <laughs> <laughs> um hello so I was here before she- and I guess I am back by popular Man. This, yeah, listen, at this point, she's the whole co-host. I'm going to have to redo the intro because now she's just here 24-7. All the time. Um, a little bit of background for Krishana. She has a Bachelor of Science in Psychology with honors and a Master's of Science in co- co- clinical, co- co- clinical and Cognitive Neuroscience. There we go. So she's very brainy. So today we'll be talking about cognitive distortions, but before we get into it, I want to let you guys know that there is a trigger warning because some of the distortions we're going to talk about may hit close to him and that is okay because I think it's normal for all of us to suffer from at least one type of cognitive distortion, but it's once you admit that you do it, you can work through the problems. And of course, we will provide different journal prompts and tools to help you work through it and kind of move from cognitive distortions to rational thought so let's jump right on into it um so to give you a bit of an understanding of what cognitive distortions are we're gonna define it and what uh, a cognitive distortion is is a habitual way of thinking that is often inaccurate and negatively based uh which can develop over time um and then how do they affect daily life do you want to say what are the most common ways first the most common forms of cognitive distortions yeah so there we we can um well there (laughs) there are 15 common cognitive distortions which are filtering polarization overgeneralization Discounting the positive, jumping to conclusions, catastroph- oh my gosh, I can have pronounce the word. Catastrophizing. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. Catastroph. Yes, it is. Catastrophizing. <laughs> Personalization. <laughs> Control fallacies, fallacies of fairness, blaming, shoulds, emotional reasoning, fallacy of change, global labeling, and always being right. So we'll dig into the definitions in a bit, but I want to help the audience understand how cognitive distortions impact daily life yeah how they can manifest and sort of just slide on in Mm -hmm. to you know your mind so these can obviously lead uh to 
a deteriorating lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, um, they can make you have feelings of guilt. Uh, they can make you have delusions of control. They can make you judge things uh, based on what you deem to be fairness. They can make you change your lifestyle or behaviors to be happy or to make others happy. They can make you have expectations of people and expect rewards for what you sacrifice Mm -hmm. or maybe you've done some good deed. Uh, There's a self-serving bias. Uh, You can internalize your own opinions Mm -hmm. as facts, as facts. Your opinions (laughs) are not facts. That is, that's a big one. I think so many of us want our opinions to be facts. So Mm -hmm. you really stand in like, this is it. Like it's black or white thinking. Like we'll be getting to that a little bit later, but yeah. Um, Oh, next one's big. Uh, You can lack accountability of your Accountability. (laughs) Well, can we talk about accountability (laughs) real quick? Like let's just segue just a little bit. So I feel that our generation lacks accountability, okay? We want everyone else around us to take accountability for their actions, but when it comes to us, it's like you um, rob candy or rob the store and be like, no, it's not me, even though your fingerprints are on the crime scene. Please take accountability, folks. Like, you can't expect people to give you grace and you're not being graceful yourself. It is okay to say, you know what, I messed up. It's okay to say, I did X, Y, and Z, and I'm sorry it made you feel this way, but blah, 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 blah. Like, it is completely okay like lack of accountability ruins relationships rather be romantic or platonic it makes you a, a not trustworthy person it makes you look <laughs> at people relationships oh my gosh this is it like you have to take accountability for your actions period point blank but we can talk about this forever so what's next um i could make you feel like a failure mm-hmm. uh like over personalization mm-hmm. um you can become hyper-focused on critiques and filter out positivity, like you have a full negativity bias. Uh, and it can make you feel like you fail to keep commitments mm-hmm. um, or it can make you fail to keep commitments because you're making far too many promises. Um, and it can make you have like explosive-like thoughts and you pretty much feel like these things are just taking over your entire existence. Definitely. So now that you've had like an overview of what they are, let's talk about what each common distortion is. So first, talk about filtering. So mental filtering is draining and straining all positives in a situation, and instead, it's dwelling on the negatives. So even if there are more positive aspects than the negatives in the situation or a person, you focus on the negatives exclusively. For example, you in a relationship you can have a partner who has all these great qualities but you are over consumed in something like lack of communication lack of communication or lack of being able to balance or schedule things like that you are so focused on the negative that it just foreshadows all the positives and all the goods about this person because at the end of the day you are expecting perfection from somebody or a situation so if there's something that's not aligning to what you perceive as perfection and then just strikes it all down. Like, it's like, nope, all the good qualities, you being a good boy, not cheating, going to church, things like that. It's like, forget that. You don't communicate. You don't balance. You don't schedule. You're pointing, you're pointing chairs. Your brain is filtering all the negatives so that that's at the forefront. 
it's big. It's very big. And all the positive just trickle down. This is it. And then these depression situation feeling like, well, what about this? And you're like, no, forget that. Like, I, that's so nice and fine and dandy. But here's this. You don't communicate. You don't do this. You don't do that. It's, it's, it's very nitpicky. It is. You're very naggy. And it's just it's just a lot overall, right? I think that all of us kind of suffer to that to a certain degree because when small inconveniences happen in your in life or situation or with somebody, you tend to forget the good which is why they have that beautiful saying, the good always the bad. But in times when you are stuck in filtering, you you can't, you, you're not able to look past the bad. That's all it is, point blank. So then we have polarization. So polarized thinking is thinking about yourself and the world in an all or nothing way. When you engage in thoughts of black and white with no shades of gray, this type of cognitive distortion is leading you. So polarization is also linked to dichotomous well, thinking. Well, it is dichotomous thinking. Yeah. Um, and we talked about this, however, many months ago. <laughs> um, and it is a very, it is very all or nothing. Everything mm-hmm. is to the extremes. Either something is going extremely well and it's perfect or something goes a little bit bad and it's just fully negative. It's a no, never again. It's kind of like it, it's, I would definitely say it goes hand in hand with filtering because you start off with a polarized thought that then leads to the filtering and the, ne- and the, the negative is first and foremost. So. so that's what we're going to find out about cognitive distortions is that they, it's a trickle down effect. Like everything is like um, a They domino. intertwine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they intertwine. So the all or nothing thinking usually, how can I say it? leads to extreme unrealistic standards for yourself and others that could affect your relationships and motivation yeah we don't want to call you delusional yeah at all but it leads to a lot of misconceptions definitely not don't get us wrong we are not saying that you can't have standards when it comes to things or an expectation however you should always leave a room for a gray area because a situation or person may not always fix um fit your idea of perfection yeah reality has a way of coming in humbling and you your life up this literally <laughs> humbles you so um black or having just you know black or white thinking of no bending and flexing can also set you up for failure and i think in times like this you can ask yourself could things be better yes could things be worse yes so if they're okay in the middle right there and then that gray area is okay spot. that's the sweet spot you can strive for better, yes, but you don't want to over nitpick and over nag, and then you end up in a worse situation. Then you're like, well, what the fuck? But then it's like, well, why do we end up here? Because of you. You're nagging. You're you're stuck in this concept of you have to do this because this is your area you need to work on. Pointing fingers, blaming this, that, and the next. But then that person's just like, okay, well, <laughs> what I, are you doing? Yeah. Hello. Nothing. I'm perfect. Do you know? So. Engaging in polarized thinking, everything is in either or categories. This might make you miss the complexity of most people and situations. And I think that it's beautiful that people are complex beings. Definitely. People this are definitely bad. like onions. There are different layers to them. Peel it back. You have to peel it back. And sometimes peeling it back takes time. It takes dedication. You have to get the right type of knife, right type of tools. You can't expect. And your eyes are going to water regardless. Yep. 
But at the end, you have a beautiful sautéed onion with some thyme <laughs> and peppers, <laughs> and your kitchen will smell amazing. <laughs> but at the end, like you have to just work with it. Like this is the onion that you picked. If it's the relationship, work with it. Now, don't think that because we're saying to work with it, it means that red flags are like um, you know it's six flags i'm going for a ride no 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 no, baby this is to do with like things that somebody can work on over time and you can work with then every situation doesn't have to be an ultimatum yeah either you do this now or i'm gone it doesn't work that way life doesn't work that way next we have overgeneralization so when you overgeneralize something you take an isolated negative event and turn it into a never-ending pattern of loss and defeat so this can manifest in your thoughts about the world and its events um, when we overgeneralize we say words like always never everything and nothing are frequent in your train of thought take a second to think whether in a relationship or your single or your friendships or even just at work how many times have you said he or she always does this or never does that like, come on, you're using those words in to make yourself feel good about the situation because then it takes some weight off of yourself. I mean, don't get me wrong, at work, some people are just slackers and that's at mm-hmm. every workplace. So sometimes you have to hit someone to see, well, you never do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, honey, but that's as like, okay, a bit of a, you need to get it together because... <laughs> I don't have time for that. That's a bit different, but when you're constantly overgeneralization, uh, sorry, when you're constantly overgeneralizing something, it can change the way you look at it. Yeah. Because you're starting to believe what you're saying. Like, you never do this. And it's like, no, I do do it, but you're so stuck on me not doing it that you're not appreciating it. Yeah. So that's a no no. Um, Discounting the positives. So discounting positives is similar to mental filtering. The main difference is that you dismiss it as something of no value when you do think of positive aspects. So here's an example. If someone compliments the way you look, you think they're just being nice, or if your boss tells you how comprehensive your report was, you discount it as something anyone else could do. How many of us have done that? Like you can get a compliment from somebody, oh my god, you look so pretty today, and it's just like, no, you're being nice, ha 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 ha, or no, not really, like you're very dismissive of it, and this one is definitely linked to low self-esteem. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people probably will say like, oh, I'm just being humble, or, you know, I'm not vain, so, uh, you know, I'm just a down-to-earth person, mm-hmm. but I think that, yeah, some of it is definitely, um, an insecure outlook on how you are in life. I agree. Fully agree. Jumping to conclusions now. A lot of us are diving off, off Abbott's cliff. cliff when it comes to stuff, okay? So we all know what jumping to conclusion is. is you interpret an event or situation negatively without evidence supporting such conclusion. Then you react to your assumption. In a hard way. Honestly, (laughs) like, for example, your partner comes home looking serious. Instead of you asking how they are, you immediately assume they're mad at you. Consequently, you keep your distance. In reality, your partner had a bad day at work. This goes to even, like, calling your partner and they can't answer the phone right away or they take a while to respond back to your text. You're like, well, 
Sorry about that, guys. I was not expecting my phone to start ringing, but like I was saying, they take a while to respond back to your text and you take it personally. You don't take into account that maybe my partner's in a meeting at work, maybe my partner's busy at work or they can't be on the phones right now or they'll get back to me when they can. You take it as they're mad at me, they don't want to talk to me while you're ignoring me. And then you start to work up and get this anxiety and your brain starting to think like, what the hell is going on? Do you know what I mean? So... I think that's a normal thing that many of us go through. Even if like your, I don't know, your colleague at work who you always talk to doesn't sound as trivial. I'm like, oh my God, Krishana, hi. They're just like, hi. Like no, people- I always speak to people like that at work. They what? like are so energetic to talk to me and I'm just like, hey. Right, and that can make somebody feel like, well, why do you want to talk to me? You know what I mean? Like we sometimes forget that people go through their own shit and that we're not the priority and that's coming from me an only child who likes all the attention and likes to be the center of people's universe you you can't always do that like you can't it's not realistic, it's not realistic. you're not five no i'm 25 so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not sustainable so we have to sometimes do something something called self-talk which we'll talk about later when it comes to fulfilling these types of jumping off abbott's cliff because nobody got time to be hitting rocks every time no one does okay so after that i think jumping to conclusion leads to catastrophe catastrophizing catastrophize listen the word catastrophe catastrophizing i feel like that doesn't even sound right but whatever so this leads to really jumping off the deep end like you think of the worst possible scenario scenario, no matter how improbable it is like you really cannot rationalize like your anxiety is going through the roof your mind right is negative. racing it's just automatically negative he didn't answer me because he got in a bike accident he didn't ask me because he got fired from work he didn't ask me because he's cheating on me he oh, didn't gosh, but people say this like in a joking way like but i was speaking to my boyfriend since yesterday he better be K-E-M-H right. But my thing is like with every little jokey joke is underlying truth because you're really like, <laughs> where the hell this nigga? Or where where this lady? Like where where is the person? So you um yeah, it's just really going off the deep end. And you know, sometimes it's it's the what if questions. Let's start with that. It is the what if. What if always leads to how can I describe it? it? It leads to too much overthinking. It leads to just too much um, just being a little irrational. Mm-hmm. Like a lot irrational, don't you think? Very. Go on with the land, irrational. Um, and then you just can't, you can't stop yourself once the wheels uh, take off. Yeah, because you start to believe the thought. Because especially if they don't start to, um, you know, come back to reality or resurface anytime soon, you start to believe it. You put times on it. If they don't tax me back by this time, they're definitely doing blah, 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 blah. Like, mm. And I'm going to definitely be doing me, boo. Yup. So, those types of things really do impact you negatively. So, next we have personalization. So this leads you to believe that you're responsible for events that in reality are completely or partially out of your control. This cognitive distortion often results you in feeling guilty or assigning blame without contemplating all factors involved. How many times have we taken blame for something that we did not do? 
How many times have you been talking to your friends about your relationship or friendship and you know that your partner or friend or boss, colleague, whatever is in the wrong, but you take the blame because you don't, you want to protect that person. Or it could be the flip of the coin where you think that everything is about you or to do with you and doesn't roll that way either, you know? So. Oh, and a lot of people, if you are the first version, will use that to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Like they will be like... It's yeah, manipulation. It's a manipulation technique. It is. Because I can tell you certain times when me personally be like, oh, no, it's not you, it's me because blah, 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 blah. No, I'm doing that to make you feel like shit. Like, it's manipulation. It's so that I can come out on top feeling like, well, you start to feel sorry for me because of blase blase. And so many people start to do that because it's like, I'm going to flip the script because you should be understanding. You should be this. You should be that because I'm like this. No, that's literally manipulating you on the spot. Exactly. Um, another example is your friend is talking about the personal beliefs regarding parenting and you take their words as an attack against your parenting style. So, for example, your children are unruly, but off the chain. You should do this, this, that, and next. And be like, my child's not off the chain. Yes, they are. They're hanging upside on on the tree right now. <laughs> like, what do you mean? And I could be like, well, well, little Pierre has ADHD. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Like, little Pierre has ADHD. So, what do you mean? I'm a bad parent? Like, he has something wrong. Like, you know what I mean? I ain't got no kids, so... Mm. I mean, you should never take stuff like that to heart. Like, if it is a critique, like, an honest critique, and it comes from a place of, like, genuine concern, and, like, they genuinely want you to do better for yourself, okay, cool. But if it is something else, and someone just wants to be negative, or just have something to say, then let that, like, roll off your shoulders. All right, next we have control fallacies. So a fallacy refers to an illusion, misconception, or error. Control fallacies go two opposite ways. You either feel responsible or in control of everything in your or other people's lives, or you feel you have no control at all over anything in your life. Um, that's pretty self-explanatory if you ask me. Yeah. Is either- you think you are master or you think that you'll be puppet mm-hmm. and yeah control we have to have a yeah, whole different that can lead you to like spiral but we that is like a whole, whole different tension. thing like a whole like control talking about control and whole is a whole different episode within itself because it's so many layers to it and it could do with people's trauma <laughs> listen a lot of things deep very deep yeah, maybe we do another episode on that maybe hmm, who knows so fallacy of fairness this cognitive distortion refers to measuring every behavior and situation on a scale of fairness. Finding that other people don't, as, don't assign the same value of fairness to the event makes you feel resentful. Basically, you believe you know what's fair and what isn't, and it accepts you when other people disagree with you. Han, disagreements are going to happen in life. You are not judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> you are not in charge. Exactly. It's life. <laughs> exactly. So... You have to just bend and flex with that because other people's morals and core beliefs and values always align with yours. Exactly. So you have to agree to disagree, and that is okay. It's not about a winning, a win or lose. The fact that you are acknowledging and accepting that 
Polly's belief systems don't line with yours when it comes to parenting, and you, Craig, as her husband, you come to a um a compromise. You have to compromise. It's something that you have to learn throughout your life because you literally are gonna be in a situation like that multiple times mm-hmm. in your entire life. Mm-hmm. Like everywhere. Definitely. <laughs> Blaming. Or denying. Mm. Blaming or denying. We all know that. You make me feel bad is what usually defines as cognitive distortion. However, even when others engage in hurtful behaviors, you're still in control of how you feel in most situations. Blaming is pretty much putting somebody in control of your life. Putting somebody's actions in charge of your feelings. You have someone pretty much playing the the strings to your emotions and you are in control of yourself, not somebody else. And this is a full-on lack of accountability. I won't call it a tactic, a tactic but mm-hmm. this is just like, it was not me. Hands are up. But not even just that. Like, you, your feelings got hurt and you're blaming that person for it. Instead of saying, it hurt my feelings when you did this, you're saying, well, you hurt my feelings and it's your fault because of blah, 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 blah. It's not saying, well, this is what it is, so can we talk about it? Let me explain myself why I felt this way right and this distortion comes from believing that others have the power to affect your life even more so than yourself and i want to read that line again because so many of us get caught up in that this distortion comes from believing that others have the power to affect your life even more so than yourself you are in control of your life is what you should take from that sentence thank you (laughs) Not anybody else, not your mama, not your daddy, not your and sister, not your uncle. It's you and who? God. That is it. And that's it. Or the universe. Or the universe. But I will float your boat, boo. <laughs> so, shoulds. Should statements are subjective rules you set for yourself and others without considering the specifics of the circumstance. You tell yourself things that should be a certain way with no exceptions. For example, you think people should always be on time or that someone independent should never ask for help. Yeah, but this is again another sort of way of being very, like, uh, living by dichotomously. Right, and it's a control thing. So like, they say, the shoulda, woulda, couldas, they don't exist in re- in reality. In reality. They like, don't. You have it, to it, let it, it go. It is or it isn't. Yeah. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Okay, that's your belief system not the other person's belief system. Therefore, what are you going to do to compromise that? How can this person still fulfill your needs and you can fulfill their needs by accepting who they are as a person? Throwing the shoulda, woulda, couldas does not get you anywhere. It actually creates more turmoil in the relationship, friendship, parenting relationship, etc. Like you can't. You can't throw your own expectations for things onto the other people, onto another person, because then they don't align with your expectations and beliefs. They're going to come back and retaliate, and that form of retaliation, they can put their foot down and say, I'm not doing this, I'm absolutely not working with you on this. It, you just, you can't, you can't. Can. You really can't. Like, I don't know how to, you, literally, you. like expectations really, really do get you. Like, and then like when circumstances change, you can't do what you should do. You become angry and upset. You go out of, you know, you, Lord, you go out of your way. Especially because expectations are not always like rooted in reality like yeah. realistic things agreed at all 
Emotional reasoning. Emotional reasoning leads you to believe that the way you feel is a reflection of reality. I feel this way about the situation, hence it must be a fact, defines the cognitive distortion. It can also lead you to believe future events depend on how you feel. For example, you may firmly believe something bad will happen today because you woke up feeling anxious. Like... Where's the <laughs> the math yeah. is not math. The math is not math, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it is acting off emotions. You're, yeah. And I mean, as humans, most people are very emotionally reactive. Most people, period, are reactive and not proactive. Uh-huh. So let's start there. But also, a lot of things in life, a lot of situations, a lot of circumstances... Uh, deeply uh, they have a deeper meaning yeah and they have a a lot of most things have a deeper meaning we tend to take things at face value but I'm telling you once you do the work and and educate yourself through our podcast and go therapy and things like that and do research yeah you you will learn you learn different things that everything that the way we are is due to a lot of childhood stuff a lot of attachment things like that it is it is. I have a master's degree. Like, come on. It, <laughs> it is. is. It's a lot of stuff to do with your attachment agencies and what you experience as a child. You could have had the most perfect upbringing and something along the way still messed you up. Still messed you up. So. All it takes is literally one situation, one mm-hmm. trauma. And it's your trauma, not somebody else's trauma. And you're on a loop. Like, this is it. So, next we have fallacy of change. Fallacy of change has you expecting other people will change their ways to suit your expectations. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh or needs, particularly when you pressure them enough. <laughs> I'm laughing because this is me. It's like you're gonna do it because I'm telling you to do it. Like, um, okay, mom. Life doesn't work that way. For example, you want your partner to focus only on you, despite knowing they've always been very sociable and very time friends. Oh, has a job. Let's start first. If you're in a relationship and your man or your woman, whoever, has a nine to five or eight to five or whatever sort of job they have, then obviously they're not gonna have their focus on you a hundred percent of the day. That is just like how how how. Yeah. How. It's impossible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's impossible. Okay, French accent. It's, you can't do it. You can't. You can't. And I think that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, because a lot of people are just like, yeah, either you're with me 100%, like, this is me. I need all of your attention. Or like, you need- it ain't no, it ain't no 50, no, no. 50, 50. Honestly, we can talk about fellowship change for yikes, forever. It's a good one. Slap me in your face like a boss, honestly. Well, like he was a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Global labeling. Labeling or mislabeling refers to taking a single attribute and turning it into an absolute. This happens when you judge and then define yourself or others based on an isolated event. This label assigned are usually negative and extreme. Hmm. Assigning labels to others can impact how you interact with them. This, in turn, could add friction to your relationships. 
this is for the girls out there mm-hmm. who are like, oh, he didn't pick up the phone. He sleeping with another bitch. He cheating. He doing he this. Cheating. Or even your whole generalization. All men cheat. No, baby. He cheated on you, but men not. Men are trash. This is it. Like, that type of stuff, you label them because then you're going into a relationship and you're like, okay, well, when you're going to cheat, why are you not doing nothing? Why are you not doing nothing? Mm-hmm. Word, because you're supposed to be doing X, Y, and Z. Like, baby girl, <laughs> I know you're yeah, hurt. But this circles back to all that relationship trauma. Uh, mm-hmm. my father was this. Oh, my last boyfriend yep. was just like that. So automatically. Everything has an underlying meaning. It can even be with just like making new friends. Like, oh, I don't like her because, I don't know, her attitude. Like you, how you say hi to your co-workers. Oh, she's a bitch. Da, 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 da. Every I time mean, you... but I am a bitch. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but the point is, it's like you're just labeling somebody as that. So then your interaction with them are always going to be negative. You're not going to actually get to know the person. Because she ain't lying. She a bitch. When I first met her, I was like, ugh. Then we got to know each other. So and we got to know each other. And we're best freaking friends. So... It's like you you have to you can't take people for face value. You can't exactly. um make I don't know Judgment. presumptions. Presumptuous. Presumptuous. You can't be presumptuous when it comes to stuff. You can't overgeneralize overgeneralize people. That's like saying she's a hoe because her friends are hers. She could be a whole ass virgin. Yeah, what what like, you say like oh you're a hoe by association. Hoe by association, <laughs> yeah, like nah player, don't work like that. So, that's another one we can talk about for a long time. But we're going to move on. Next one is always being right. The desire, these are are so funny because some of them resonate with me. This desire turns into a cognitive distortion when it trumps everything else, including evidence and other people's feelings. But you have to be right. Kind of like how parents are. They be in the wrong, but... They be in the wrong. But you can't tell them because you tell them, no, I'm right because I'm your mama. I know, no, 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 and it's just like, boo. Gosh, not that I brought you in this world and I'll take, uh, take you, you out. or you're cruising like, for you a bruise. as well. <laughs> That's it. Just tell. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign off for this. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you signed me up. I didn't sign up. But yeah, that's honestly, that's something that I personally have to work on. Like, I know I'm not always right, but when it comes to certain aspects of my life like my like my career i'm learning constantly i'm not i'm never going to be right when yeah. it comes to stuff like that but other things when it comes to like like i like to debate so yeah. but you know what in life there's always there's something that you should always know there's always room to learn more mm-hmm. like you are going to always be learning if you're evolving that means you are learning you are adapting you're moving forward so there's that facts all right so those are the 13 distortions and maybe we need to talk about how to stop them uh, well i lost a bit of the lighting but um how we can combat these we can like uh Shawnee said to do a little self-talk um but we can basically train ourselves um to transition from cognitive distortions to rational thoughts um and do you want to talk about that yes i do all right so bear with me one second so i can pull up my notes folks i'm going to give you some examples of cognitive distortions and then i'm going to show you how you can flip them into rational thinking flip the script 
obviously rational thinking stems from looking at all possibilities, looking at the big, the whole picture in its entirety, and not in any of the ways that are distorted, essentially. A bit more of a healthier mindset to have. Yes. So cognitive distortions. I must get everything done on my list to feel accomplished. So that's kind of putting a lot of pressure on yourself, right? Like, I'm not going to have an accomplished or good day at work if I don't get everything done. So the flip side of that of the rational thinking is I have accomplished so much today, it's okay to leave some tasks for tomorrow. Yep. Next, I fear others won't like me if I don't do as they ask. On the flip side of that is people have many reasons to dislike. I cannot control that. I must protect my time and energy. Yes. Next. I'm going to screw this up. I'm assuming the worst. Oh, sorry. I'm going to screw this up. And then the flip side is I'm assuming the worst before even trying. What if I succeed? What if you succeed? Now, earlier we said the what if can be used in a negative way. But if you use it in the rational thinking process. A very realistic way. Then it's like positive, right? If I make a mistake, I will lose my worth and value. Making a mistake does not make me worthless. I'm human. Yeah, one mistake isn't going to write you off forever. Nope. I'd rather not share my opinion. People will laugh or criticize me. I'm jumping to conclusions. My opinion is just as important as everyone else's in the room. How did I not notice that error? I'm an idiot. Yes, I made an error, sorry, but careful, but I'm careful most of the time. This does not make me an idiot. So what we want you to realize is that it's okay to kind of think negatively to a certain degree but you have to also look at the positives at the same time um so a few questions to ask ourselves when we combat cognitive distortions are is there any evidence against my thoughts um and why uh what would a rational friend or family member have to say about this am i worrying about something that i cannot control that's completely out of my control. Uh, if I looked at the situation from a positive aspect, how would my thoughts be different? Um, is this thought helpful or is it just causing more stress? And will this thought matter in six months from now? And lastly, like, is any of this helpful to me? Um, and you can use these uh, as journal prompts or maybe as some other sort of therapeutic tool. You can like just self-talk. meditate on it and self-talk, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, always we recommend therapy mm-hmm. and maybe reading some self-help books. Yeah. And yeah. That's pretty much it. We On the Instagram, we have more details on cognitive distortions, but we hope this was helpful for you. And we hope to be back next week. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you learned something new and enjoyed the conversation. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at VMD underscore Mindful Healing and visit our website www.venusmd.com for all your self-care needs. See you next week.